Hey guys, welcome to Dream Stories. This is Michael French, and along with my wife, Elisa, we're going to spend some time talking about dreams and dream interpretation. We're looking forward to sharing some of our dream stories with you. So hang out, and let's see what happens. Well, it's time to talk about dreams again. Yeah, it is. What did, what did we talk about last time? Where did we leave off? I think we talked about, uh, we, I know we started off talking about some cultural things and related to dreams, and then we shared a couple of dreams about the blue car and the uh, dream about the butterfly hair clips yeah. in the process. I don't know that we ever got through the whole process of talking about cultural dreams. Yeah. I was thinking today about when we went to Hong Kong, and um, we happened to be getting a foot massage, I think, in a massage parlor, and we had all these. Yes. That, that could sound really weird, but <laughs> it was very safe, I think. Um, well, our Christian friend who took us was careful with you know, where, we where he took us. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be careful with that in Hong Kong, you know. You have to be careful with that in America. So, yeah, but I was thinking today about how we, while we were there, we always try to allow whatever comes forth from our encounters. If, if a dream interpretation comes out of encounters with other people, we love that. And I was thinking back about the young lady in the uh, who was doing one of the foot massages was telling us a dream she had had. She asked us why we were there, and it led into her telling us that she had had a dream. And the, the dream had something to do with a white dragon. And my first inclination was, ooh, that's got to be negative. But when you interpreted it, it was awesome because the white dra- dragon over in China means something totally different than maybe what we would see here a lot of times. And because it was white, the Lord led you to say, hey, that was the Lord in the dream. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And I, th- I remember thinking about the, the difference between the way you would approach a symbol here versus the way you would approach one there. And there's so many different symbols that change because of the culture that you're in. And and in in our culture, you would have a, a, a dragon has been, you know, it's, it's mythological, period. But right. in our culture, it's often reflected in even, say, movies like uh, The Lord of the – or The Hobbit movies with Smog. The dragon. It's it's cre- it's it's per, uh, portrayed as kind of this evil or negative um, um, concept, and it's it's one of those things where, when you think about it in the context of our culture, it's almost unequivocally going to be a creature that represents evil in some fashion. Yeah. I mean, not for everybody in our culture, but in a broad sense in our culture. Yet in the Chinese culture, dragons are integrated into to everything, and there's there's much more likelihood that certain dragons have a positive impact or certain dra- dragons have a, a more positive impact image than other dragons there's a differentiation based upon the kind of dragon or the color of the dragon or the nature of the dragon and so that had we have to take that into consideration then when we're looking at it from a different cultural context and so in you know for me then white's a color of purity uh, in most cases and so the white dragon is much more likely to represent a an authority figure, a, a, a significant spiritual authority, because that's the nature of a dragon in the Chinese culture. Right. And with it being white, pure, holy, it makes much more sense, particularly in the context of her dream, for right. it to be the Lord. Right, and we're not going to get into the whole context of her dream today, but it's just one example 
of how you would think that that could be a negative thing. We automatically assume all dragons would be negative. You had mentioned in a previous podcast even that you know just because a raven comes or a blackbird comes does not necessarily mean it's a black a dark symbol. But that is where our our first um, idea goes to is that it's negative. Yeah, and and when you think about that, you look at it from so many different things can change the meaning of a symbol. Uh, it's not just culture. It's the context that can change it. It's the culture that can change it. It's the different portrayals of the same symbol that can make uh, things slightly different. I was thinking, though, before we move on, that if we look at culture, then we're going to have to think about the idea of um, things like, uh, you know, I go to Africa a lot, and the idea of African culture, if we think about a lion in a dream here in, in the American Christian church, we're going to probably either think, A, it's the lion of the tribe of Judah, it's the right. Lord, right. or B, that it's the enemy, our adversary, the demonic realm, where our adversary walks about as a roaring lion right. seeking whom he may devour. And so if we if we think in that context, we're going to either make the lion a spiritual creature representing God or a spiritual creature representing the devil. Yet when I'm in Africa and we're dealing with the Maasai culture, the lion is a symbol of manhood. The, the young Maasai warriors have to kill a lion, at least early in their culture, not as much in modern times, but ha- it's still embedded in the culture, have to kill a lion in order to become a man, a warrior. So that lion is associated with something to be conquered in order to become a man. Much more of a natural meaning to it there than a supernatural or a spiritual meaning. Yeah, similar to what we talked about on a previous podcast about you know, context means so much. And if if you tried to interpret, if we had these um, cookie cutter exact, you know, representation of what something means when you go into the Maasai culture, if someone, if if a young boy kills a lion, you may say, "Did he kill the lion of the tribe of Judah?" I mean, you 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 can't do that. You know, you don't want to just sit there and say, "Oh, this is the only way." No, it means maybe a passage into maturity or you know coming to a place of maturity as a as a young man so yeah you can't stick to those particular again exact model of how you interpret a dream context how the spirit guides you all that well culture a is a part of the context the culture so it's not just the context of what is happening in the dream but it's the context in which the dream occurs that also has an yeah. impact on what the dream means yeah it reminds me of another dream. If, if it's okay to go ahead and go this, yeah. go here. But uh, we talked about um, culture and what what things can mean. And sometimes you may have something come up in your dream that you don't fully understand. It could be a person's name that we may not even experience or are usually here in in our culture in America. Um, but you had a dream one time. We were talking earlier about. The cross, you had a, a dream that the cross of Bernini, and you yeah. had never even, you didn't even know what the cross of Bernini was. No, I mean, it was, it was actually a symbol <laughs> in the dream, and that symbol was tremendously significant, but I'd never heard of Bernini, nor did I know there was a cross of Bernini. Right. I'm not an art, a cultural person in terms of art and sculpture and particularly uh, early Baroque artwork, which Bernini was a, an Italian Baroque 
artist. In fact, he's he's known. I, I learned all this by researching, not because the dream showed me, but he's an Italian uh, considered the father of Baroque in the Italian uh, arts and culture. And so. The dream, though, which is interesting, is that was a specific cultural context uh, within the dream, but the dream began in a way that I was much more familiar with, things that were, were really uh, significant to me because, you know, I'm a sci-fi fantasy kind of guy. I love... Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I, I love science fiction and fantasy. And so um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, the Indiana Jones series of movies, uh, those things are fascinating to me. I love that kind or style of adventure, sort of sci-fi a fantasy concept and my movie uh, my movie my my dream began like a movie it was it, a movie for you it was a movie for me yeah it began with this uh, this sense and feel that i was an indiana jones kind of character and i'm having to fight my way through certain trials and tests in order to locate a treasure and I remember that the dream, you know, I, it was it was actually one of those long dreams. We hadn't even mentioned this, but but for Christian dreamers who who understand the spiritual nature of dreams, we have a tendency to have what I call epic dreams, dreams that are long. Yeah. A lot of more times when I'm out on the street, just interpreting a stranger's dream, they tend to be a lot shorter. But but in a spiritual context, they tend to be really long. And I had one of those epic dreams, those long, lengthy dreams. I think it took me seven or eight legal pad pages to write the dream down, so I won't try and repeat the whole thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I know. This, it sounds like it was one of your dreams is what it is. So. You, no, have, your you have are, a few. Your dreams are short. You just have 18 of them in a night yeah. that take one page That's each That's an exaggeration. Down. Okay, only five. But uh, at any rate. The dream starts with me, like an Indiana Jones character, entering into this area where I was going to be searching for a treasure. And I knew that what I had to find was a significant treasure. And I had, I believe it was five different challenges or tests that I had to go through. Uh, some of them were things like uh, how to cross a body of water that was very dangerous. Others were walking on uh, stones or, or uh, a, wall, a surface of ground that was unstable. And I remember the last challenge was being sort of down in this room. It was closed off almost like you were in a pit, but there were observation windows up higher on the. And I knew there were people in there who were watching. And, and I don't remember all of how I got there, but I had to get up into that area, and I found some people in that area who were uh, watching things. Uh, I, I passed through the test that they gave me and ended up uh, walking into a room where the treasure was, and it was the Cross of Bernini. And it was a an altar cross type uh, sculpture or a, a, a well, like a cross you'd see on an altar in in a Catholic church or in a Methodist church or in, well, really a lot of churches have altar crosses. So in 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 the church context, and I remember it was oh I don't know twelve or thirteen inches tall, and it was completely covered on the front side. It was a golden bronze or something, but it was completely covered on the front with these these beautiful blue, almost like sky blue stones 
all these almost square type stones. And I, I, I received it and exited out of the, uh, tr- the proving ground, so to speak, and up onto a, a street in a, in a big city like a New York or somewhere. And I knew that there were people still kind of looking for me. But when I come out onto the street, I run into my father, and we have a conversation, and I end up going back all the way to the beginning of the trials and working my way completely back through them. Only this time, I knew how to beat every challenge as it came up. I didn't have to figure it out as I went. So I moved through very quick. It was no trouble, and I came back out again, and that was the end of the dream. The cross of Bernini. And I had the cross of Bernini, yeah. So the key is? Well, the key, the key in that dream, the interesting thing was that I had no idea who Bernini was. I had no idea what the cross was. I just knew that the dream, from an interpretation standpoint, meant I was going to go through. Uh, actually, I didn't have a clue what the dream meant. I have to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we sat down with our mentor, John Paul Jackson. And uh, we were in a meeting, and I shared the dream with him. He was very patient to listen to that long dream because it was much longer than what I just shared now. But went through the whole dream with him, and he basically said, you're going to go through a series of tests. They're going to involve – some of them are going to involve your church. Some of them are going to involve your family. Some of them are going to involve your relationships. These various tests that you're going to go through, and you're going to be tested and tried, and you're going to grow from those things. And in the end – those tests are going to produce a treasure in you that has great value, and you're going to know how to face those things in the future to help others through those challenges. And and I, I realized that uh, that dream was pretty significant when I look back on it now because we've been through now probably 12 years mm-hmm. since that dream or a little more, and the significant tests and challenges that we've walked through as a family – but what I do now is my whole, uh, you know, my whole ministry of what I do for a living even is work with spiritual leaders around the world, helping them get through their tests and challenges. And many of them are things that I've faced before. So it's an amazing, you know, amazing dream from an interpretation standpoint. But when I think about the um, the, the issue of, the cross itself, it was hugely significant, but it took two international trips into different cultures for me to truly realize how significant it was. Do you remember what the first one was? No, but I was just sitting here thinking about how we when we went to Italy and we were crossing one of the bridges and all these statues were by Bernini. And I remember that just... First off, it just, for all of us, because, uh, you know, as a family, we went as a family, or several of our family members went, um, you know, you, when, when when we crossed that bridge and you were like, oh my goodness, this is, these are the, you know, the Baroque type statues and things that Bernini carved, chiseled, they were amazing, yeah, and- so detailed, and so 
um, spiritual. Spiritual. They were angels on the bridge. There were 12 angels on right, that bridge. Right, right. And he had carved each of those angels. But you also remember, uh, we'll come back. I'm going to make you remember well, what Switzerland, the first one was. You went to Switzerland and, and bought something for me as a I gift. Did. Is that what I you did. were wanting? That's the one I was going to okay. ask you about. So that was because that was the first one. So let's mm-hmm. back up to Okay. It. So what, what happened? Do you remember? What I happened? think what you told me was you were in Switzerland. And you were walking down the street, and you looked in a window, and there was a beautiful cross there. And the first thing you thought of when you saw it was, that's the cross of Bernini. That's what I saw in my dream. And you bought it for me, and I love it. I wear it. If I'd known we were going to talk about it tonight, I'd have worn it worn it today. Yeah. But and you're right. I'm, dry, I'm walking by. I'm just thinking I want to bring something home from Switzerland for you. I was there alone in the midst of one of the very first of the really significant trials, things that almost, you know, in some ways almost put us out of commission as a family. And as a, mm-hmm. I was, at the time I was a pastor, it was a, yeah. a, a terribly difficult time, things that were yeah. tremendous hardship on us. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I said, don't bring me back anything weird. You may have like a I, like an ugly purse or something <laughs> like that. Well, it was yeah. So that that is probably exactly what you said because I was worried. I was worried about what was I gonna. You've was brought gonna me home some interesting things before, but well, you know, I can only think of a few that yeah. we had trouble getting through agricultural customs with. But yeah. other than anyway, that, yeah. So so we digress. Yeah, <laughs> just. For the sake of folks listening, that one of them was a little Maasai shield that I stuck in her, her bag, and uh, the agricultural customs because it was made out of a cowskin. The agricultural showed is like a living creature. Yeah, kind she, of thing. She, got, she got stopped and all sorts of things, and that didn't even count the little uh, oh, please. Um, trophy from the trapper in Canada that I sent you through customs oh, with goodness. when you weren't supposed to. Bring it. So no, no, that, okay, that could be a movie right there. Plenty of stories. Anyway, so the 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 cross. I'm walking down the street, and I'm I'm actually thinking, what am I going to get for you? And I look in a window of a little shop, and it was just a small little two inch, probably inch and a half cross with the beautiful uh, sky blue stones, exactly identical to what I'd seen in my dream. Now, what's interesting is that the cross I bought for you for the necklace in Switzerland that was identical to what I saw in my dream yeah. that I knew in my dream was the cross of Bernini right? didn't look anything like the actual cross of Bernini because there's an actual cross of Bernini. Right. And when we ended up in Italy uh, uh, some time ago and we had a trip, uh, a got, had the opportunity to go to the Vatican and we were in, uh, Saint, is it St. Peter's, St. Paul, St. Peter's Basilica there at the Vatican. I think that's what it is. And the cross of Bernini, the actual altar cross that he crafted is in the Vatican. There. Right. And it looks nothing like the one I saw in my dream. But it didn't matter. It was just it was just confirmation that, you know, you can hear anything in a dream. Stuff you've never heard before. Um, terminology you've never heard before. Yeah. You know, here's an artist. He, he was world-renowned and you had never even heard of him and it pops up in your dream but he was he was groundbreaking in the kind of artwork and the kind of architecture he did right. he actually was well known for building structures that had unique appearances and others felt couldn't be built mm-hmm. and so that's why the lord used the terminology of arca Bernini, uh, across of bernini 
because it spoke to the type and nature of who this guy was. Yeah. He was a groundbreaker. He was uh, he was one who who created in a way that others thought couldn't be done. And the Lord was instilling something in me about what He wanted me to do because a lot of what we do now. There's not a pattern to follow with it. We don't do things that look like what somebody else has done. Mm. And that's a big deal. So the name had that kind of significance. But the color and the size was done because God knew that there was a little um, necklace cross in a little shop in Bern, Switzerland. Yeah. That in the very beginning of one of the hardest trials we ever walked through in our life, when we're in the middle of it, I'm going to be walking by that shop and see it and recognize it from my dream, and it's going to carry us through in a lot of ways all of those trials we then walk through. And, you know, that's a kind of a neat segue. Dreams can, you said that dream had a lot of different um, meanings for different phases in your life. So, Dreams can have multi layers, can't they? And they can they can span through time, you know, and and sometimes you may think you know the full interpretation of a dream, and then years go by and then you realize, oh, there's so much more to what I dreamed than what I realized in the beginning, you know? Yeah, because if you think about that dream, it meant a lot to us in in the time it was dreamed because it said you have purpose, you have destiny, God has important things for you, but it's going to be hard to get there. But after you've walked through over, what was it, seven, eight, nine years Mm -hmm. total in in that process before we began to walk out of it with treasure, yeah. uh, when you look back then, that seven or eight years of testing and trials, I sometimes wonder could we have gotten through those things if, if God hadn't spoken through a dream and basically said you're going to and it's going to be worth it. Yeah, so it's it's a lesson to us, isn't it, that we should go after we've had a dream and we have something interesting that pops up in the dream, maybe terminology that we don't know or have never heard of. We should go and search that out and say, you know, what is significant about that particular word or name or whatever to see how it could play out as a, a meaningful aspect in a, in a dream that, for our, for us you and know that's something i do with dreams a lot of times is if i see a very unique word or a very unique object or very unique uh something that has a real unique characteristic to it i don't just assume it's random i could have just assumed that bernini was some random word it didn't mean anything yeah and and it might have been years before i figured out it had significance but I went and looked up, is there such a thing as a cross of Bernini? Because that was a very specific image in the yeah. dream. And then I learned about Bernini because of that and and the whole nine yards. It, it plays out then in that way. But it wasn't just being dependent upon the Spirit of God to inspire an understanding. It was also letting um, that... Uh, process flow and out of that digging and learning and researching and studying and then letting certain aspects of what I read and certain aspects of what I dug up from the internet be, you know, have the light of God placed on them to say that part is what's significant. Um, I'm just, as we're sitting here talking, I'm thinking about a time, you know, when I may have had a dream about, uh, and there was a word in there that I didn't understand. And 
I was praying about should I go on a uh, ministry trip with um, Streams Ministries and John Paul and them. And I was like, oh, you know, my kids are little. I, I really don't need to go. And um, I remember praying and asking the Lord to show me because you were encouraging me strongly that I needed to go. So I had a dream, woke up, and I was like, okay, I had a dream that John Paul came to me and said, I can't wait to see you in Scotland speaking a gay, with a Gaelic accent. And I was like, I don't even know what Gaelic. I didn't. I had no clue what Gaelic meant. Went and looked up the word Gaelic, and it meant a Celtic, an early language that would have been spoken in Scotland and in Ireland. And so I'm like, okay. So it was kind of like a small confirmation for me. It wasn't the only confirmation, but it was one of the confirmations. So had I not gone and looked up a Gaelic accent, I would not have known that that was just a little, just a nice little nugget in there that, you know, God was giving me to say, hey, here's a, a confirmation for you to go, you know? You know, something else that's, that's neat about that is it it deals with something that we often just overlook, and that is that dreams come from outside of us. We talked about this briefly, but in the past, but dreams come from outside. You don't know what the term Gaelic means. I don't even know there is such a thing as a guy named Bernini or that he had a cross. That, you know, some people will say, oh, well, it comes from some place in your subconscious where you'd seen that before in the past or whatever you want to say. Even if it's that, there's something that still has to spark it and put it into the context of the dream that has life and meaning. And I can't comprehend that being random in its process. Right. It's, it's that outside source that, that our creator is sparking something in us. And he's using things that make clear to us, this is not all about you. This is not just your subconscious. This is not just your internal workings. He used the term Gaelic in connection with Scotland because they went together, and he knew you would put those two together, recognizing you didn't know what Gaelic meant, to inspire you that he was encouraging you to take that trip. That's so true. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, sometimes we talk about dreams, but we don't think of daydreams as actually being like um a dream yeah and i was thinking about also how i was at uh john paul jackson's memorial service linda prince was speaking and there were several other people there who were speaking one of the things i kept hearing over and over and over again was well done you know john paul well done and i was sitting there and as we were sitting there i kind of had this dream-like thing that happened and i heard this word yeah daydream and i heard this word paul high paul high and i was like well that's kind of weird so um i went to linda in the green room after everything was over after the service ended she's a first nation first nations you know um i think she's a chief you know or has been served as chief before and um so anyway, I went to her and I said, I heard this word and I felt like it might be an Indian word, but I'm not sure. And I said, have you ever heard this word, Paul High? And she said, yes, it means well done. Now, I couldn't make that up. I'd never heard that word before in my life. But that's God again, dropping something into us saying, you know, this is beyond you. This is beyond your thinking. This is beyond. This is something your creator has put within you. So that's a good well, and, point. And John Paul, our friend, ha- who's 
memorial, his funeral memorial service we were at, had had a tremendous relationship with First Nations peoples. Yeah. And and it would be easy for them to say he had done good things for them or they'd had good relationships or whatever. But to take somebody who knows nothing, practically speaking, nothing of their culture, certainly doesn't know the language. And in that context of their seeking to honor him, then return to them in their own language, yes, it was well done. Mm -hmm. You've done well in receiving him. He did well in pouring into you. That had great significance in and of itself. Right, right. So it's neat how, you know, there can just be so many different aspects, you know, and from it coming from the outside, like you said, it's not, coming from inside of us out, but outside in. So, Well, I mean, all those things have bearing on how we understand dreams, whether it be context, whether it be culture, whether it be that unknown factor that comes from outside of us and lands inside of us then yes. comes back out again. Yes. It all has, it all has uh, impact on understanding the meaning, and that's one of those reasons I love – the way we were taught to interpret dreams in that it's not about just getting a definition for the symbol, looking it up in a book and saying, here's what, uh, you know, uh, the cross of Bernini means. Here's what, um, you know, Gaelic means. It's that deeper piece, that piece of the meaning that gets drawn out of you from the core of who you are Mm because it was put into you for a purpose and for a specific purpose, not just a general purpose, but that every symbol that has significance in our dreams is put there for a purpose Mm. because it fits us. It works for us. It works for that moment. Yeah. And if if anyone else had had the dream, if anyone else... It may not have meant the same thing for them. You know, that's why it's so important that it is personal in nature. God's speaking to us, his love language to us as his children. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Our time's up for today, but uh, we just want to remind you, if you're listening in and you love what you're hearing, you enjoy it, if you like it, you can find us now in a lot of different formats. We're on iTunes and Google. Uh, We're on several of the different uh, podcast subscription services now, things like Podbean and uh, uh, tune in and sketcher and a number of different Spotify, Spotify, I think a number of different things like that. Go out there, grab those podcasts, subscribe to it. It helps us. If you have a chance on iTunes, click on there, leave us a little review, let us know what you're thinking. And if you want to learn more about what we're doing, more about dream interpretation, you can visit our dream interpretation website. That's www.mydreamstories.com. If you want to help us out, you can even click on the donate button there. Yeah, that does help us out. All right, see you next time.